Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk. I listened to the recording last night myself, and oh my goodness, the echo was horrible. Well, actually, if you guys have been following me, you know that I am traveling, and um, I usually travel between New England and the Florida area. I go to lots of places, and uh, unfortunately, I have to do what's called a mobile studio. And yesterday, I was actually working on a house for a friend of mine, and the house was empty, so it created a nasty echo. Well, hopefully today's gonna to be a little bit better than that. As I was saying, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk, where we invest in dividend stocks for weekly and monthly cash flow. Our main goal is to obtain a safe, secure, consistent, reliable 1% per week. Now, this is the fourth week of the year, and we are at roughly uh, 2.8, as of last week, which we should have been at three, so we're just a tiny bit off. Today, uh, this week, we're gonna try to push past that and, and get us back on track, so we're back at 4%. Uh, so far this week, we got eight, six or 800, I think 800. 800 from yesterday, we, we sold some covered calls against the lowest position that we had. And before I forget, it is Wednesday, January 26th, so let's jump in, see where we are, see where we're going, and see if we can get back on track. All that being said, let's see where we are. Now lows I'm not gonna go over because we went, went and did that yesterday. So let's jump in and see what we're looking at today. Uh, yesterday we went through, uh, yesterday Monday, we went through all of the dividend kings. Um, <clears throat> last, yesterday we were looking at uh, Warren Buffett's list, Siri, uh, Kroger and Visa were the three on uh, Warren Buffett's list that will be paying their dividends in two weeks. Now, we like to buy two weeks in advance. That gives it room for it to move, room for us to make our decisions, what we're going to do, because I have a firm belief that people like the run-up. Now, the run-up is the 10 days, the 10 trading days before the EX date. Now, I don't just buy them to take a look and see which one is going to move because sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I have a, a programmer working on fixing my, my, um, my stock picking software. What it does, it goes into the historical performance and sees how well it has performed in this strategy over the last 10 years. Now, he's having issues updating it because of the data storage got changed. Anyway, it's a whole thing. It's been going on way too long, in my humble opinion. But other than that, I wanna look for consistent, safe moves. Now, we looked at Siri yesterday. We decided it wasn't worth the penny dividend that they were offering. Kroger, we talked about it yesterday, and I said I wasn't 100% happy with the six down days in a row. And look, we have another down day, and she gapped down yesterday. Today, uh, she gapped a little bit down again, but not a huge amount. She opened lower today than she closed yesterday. That's a good indication that I don't want to get involved. And Kroger's only offering 18 cents for a dividend. Did they make the 18 cents with the div cap play? Now, for those of you not knowing with the div cap play, that's the dividend capture strategy. There's several ways of doing that. And the way I like to do it is to buy the stock at the opening price 10 days prior to the EX date. Now, if we looked at that, let's take a quick look 
well, before we go into that, what I was going to do is I'm going to look at some of the stocks that already paid up the dividend and see if they actually did the dip cap play, which almost all of them do, which is ridiculous because it's a simple, easy strategy. And I'm trying, really trying hard to get a trading platform that allows me to do um, the div cap play on a daily basis with accounts lower than $25,000 because if you buy and sell the same day, you have to have a minimum of $25,000 in your account in order to not be considered a day trader. Now, I'm not really a day trader. It's not my fault that I buy something and sell it in the same day because it, it moved the way I wanted it to. I mean, really? And if I put the put the the trade in before the market opens, that's got no bearing on what the market um, actually does. Because what I'm looking to do is I'm looking to get in before, at the opening price of the day, have my exit price already mapped out ahead of time because it's pretty easy to figure out. You know, you buy at the opening of the day, you add whatever the dividend's coming in at to your sales price, and it's automatically done for you. <coughs> Excuse me. We're gonna go over a few of those in a little bit, but right now, let's tie up the loose ends and finish doing what we were doing yesterday. Um, now, Visa is on a Warren Buffett's list, and their EX date is on the 11th of February. All right, we're it would be easier to say the end of the second week in February. Because if you look at historical data, you'll notice that some days it's on the 11th, some days on the 10th, some days it's on, I mean, some years it's on the 10th, on the 11th, on the 12th, but right around that time frame. All right, so Visa started out the year last year at 202.43. Now, within a couple of days, it hit its low of the year at 192.78. Now, 190, no, actually, that wasn't the low of the year. All right, within a couple of days, it hit that 192.78. Then it took about six months to hit the high of the year for Visa, which was, let me isolate it right there, 250.36. Right, and you guys heard that truck going by. <laughs> one, of the, one of the downfalls of doing live um, shows and un, what do you call it? Unedited. I really don't have time to do editing because, you know, granted it sounds better, but it's not live. You know, and I want to get the information in and want to get it out. Because I'm basically gearing up to do live interactive, but I still have a lot of more bugs I need to get out before I can actually do live interactive. I need a larger audience too. All right, so the high of the year for Visa over the last 52 weeks was $250.36, and that was back at the end of July. From there, it takes a few months for it to drop to the low of the year, which was 19010. That's not a huge difference, but you know, it is what it is. Okay, so from there, that looks like the support right there. It bounces off of that. And over the last 30 days, we've seen the high in the last 30 days at 226.79. 
and then just on Monday she hit 196.18. Now we had two up days in a row, which gives you a good indication that yeah, that is, or that could be the new bottom, and she could be continuing going up, which is nice. And she gapped up today. Okay, so she actually opened higher today than she closed yesterday, which is kind of odd because she she opened lower on Monday than she closed on Friday, but that that gapped down on Monday, and. Today, she filled the gap. Gaps have a tendency to fill. I'm not sure if you guys know that. Anytime you see a gap up or a gap down, there's a high probability of it filling that gap. Okay, so Visa is sitting at 209.52. Let's take a look at the seasonality so we have an idea of where this thing might be going. All right, so I'm looking at the one-year seasonality chart and it looked pretty good. I like seeing a stock where January, the beginning of the year, is lower than December or the end of the year in a slow progression to the upside, which gives you an idea of 10 years of, of steady growth to the upside. Now Visa in the next couple of weeks is basically going to be flat based on historical performance. That's last year, the year before, the year before, the year before, so on and so forth, blah, 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 all that stuff. So let's go back to the regular chart and open up the big chart. When I say the big chart, basically it's just a, a, another chart with a little bit more indicators. Now indicators are nothing more than taking the certain numbers and certain positions and finding out where it's going. Now I like this big chart because what we have is the 50-day moving average is moving up and sideways. So it's, it's a slight little tilt to the upside, but what I really like is that the buyers are escalating and the sellers are decreasing. There's still more sellers than there are buyers, but you can definitely see the move and the difference in changing of positions, whether there are uh, buyers, there are more buyers coming on and there are less sellers going on, which basically is another good indication that things moving up. So that all looks good. So let's go over to the trade grid and see what's happening with Visa. The current bid is 209.04 and the current ask is 209.14. Now, if we were going to do a current call at the money, that would make me a happy camper. Let me briefly explain. Now, we're looking to get 1%, correct? So 1% of $209 is $2.90. If you bought the stock at the money at 209 right now and you sold someone the right to buy it from you, at 210, two days from now, you're getting 2% return on your money. Plus, you're going to get a little bit more added to that for the difference between the purchase price and the strike price. Now, the strike price is the price that someone else is going to buy it from you. Okay? So, right now, she dipped just a tiny bit at 208.87, and the 210 just dipped to uh, $4.15 per share. That is a little over 2% return. That would be wonderful. However, my money's, most of my money is tied up in uh, lows. But, you know, what's not tied up are my spread orders. Now let's see if I can just get 100 shares of this. Um, I need to collapse that a little bit so I can get to these numbers. All right, <clears throat> 100 shares at the market. Let's 
get that lemon water out of there. If you want to save a few pennies here and there, great, fine, put a market order in, uh, put a limit order in. But if you want to get in and take advantage of it, okay, all right, I can get me 100 shares. All right, so I'm going to get 100 shares of Visa at the market. All right, and it filled at 207.22. And what I'm going to try to do, oh, 207. So I can do the 207.50 at five. And if I do that, what is that gonna give me? Five hundred bucks. There you go. That pushes me over. We got eight hundred yesterday. We got five today. That's thirteen. That bumps me up to four point one. Awesome. Woohoo! All right. So as soon as that fills, I'm gonna put me at four point one. Oh come on! The limit order I put in is two. It's five thirty-five, and the market is two five thirty. It should fill instantaneously. Now I got seven grand left to play with, so let's see what we're doing next. Now just for you guys listening, the numbers actually work. Okay, the purchase price was 100 shares at 207.22. All right, so I'm giving someone the privilege of buying this from me between now and Friday for $5.35 per share. And unfortunately, the order is only working and it hasn't filled yet, which is kind of odd. So if I change that to a market order, let's see what happens. Now, 535 is what I asked for. Ah, you suck. Yes, you heard me say it. I could have left the limit order there, but I wanted to get the money in really quickly, so it was uh, 460. All right, so what's gonna happen basically? As long as the stock stays where it is. Now, here's a nice thing about some of these plays. I bought the stock for 207.50. Uh, sorry, 207.22. I'm giving someone the privilege of buying Visa from me at 207 and 50 cents. Okay, now the difference between that is 28 cents. Now it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's 20, 28 bucks. All right, so I collected $4.60 a share. <clears throat> now that's $460, plus you add the 28 to that, that's $488. Okay, so you add 488 to the one point, oh, to the, to the six something that we did yesterday. And that brings me up to 1.1 for the week. Now, I still have money to play with, so let's see what else I can do. Now, I like Visa because it's, uh, what do you call it? 
it's on Warren Buffett's list. That's one of the main reasons why I like it. So it wouldn't be on the list if it wasn't a good company. Now I'm going to do what's called a spread. I'm going to buy a low option and I'm going to sell a higher option. And what I'm going to collect is the difference between the low and the high. And let me explain briefly. Now the stock is at 207.68. So I'm going to buy, I'm going to check on the price to 202, 205. It's 175. That means the most I can collect is 75 cents. Now, I got seven grand to play with, 17. All right, listen closely to these numbers. I'm gonna buy 10 vertical V, which is Verizon, the 100s, which is a weekly, 28 January 22, which is this Friday. Now, I'm gonna buy the 202 and a half over the 205 for $1.75 limit order to open. It's gonna cost me $1,763 to do this. The most I can make off of it is $750. So that's right around 40%. Now, this is a 40% trade for two days. The nice thing about it is the stock is at 207.50. My break even is 204.25. Nice is, what's really good about it is the stock can go up, I'll make my 40%. Stock can actually stay the exact same and do nothing and make my 40%. The stock can even come down uh, a little bit and I'll still make my 40%. Anything over 204 is 40% return, okay? That is my absolute favorite trade. I'm gonna change this to a market order because right now I'm asking 175 and it's working in. You know what? I'm gonna leave it alone. and see what it does. Okay, so we got five grand left to play with. Let's jump in and see what else is working. Now, if Verizon goes down, I'm gonna miss my mark yet again. It is what it is, it's part of the game. All right, back to Market Watch. So we looked at the Dividend Kings, we looked at Warren Buffett's list, now let's look at my next favorite list, and that would be the Dividend Achievers. Now most people would say we look at the the dividend aristocrats, but the dividend, a lot of the dividend aristocrats have monthly options. And the, the dividend achievers are basically the exact same too, so it is what it is. All right, so there are five, seven, 10, 22, 22 companies that we're gonna look at today, and I'm gonna go look at them really quick and what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and put them into the trade grid first because the list that I'm looking at doesn't tell me whether or not it's a monthly or a weekly. Hey, look at that. Visa just filled for 175, so that is lovely. All right, <clears throat> so we're starting at the beginning. ADM, which is Archer Daniels Midland Company. Now. The dividend achievers are companies that have increased their dividend payments to their shareholders for a minimum of 25 years. Now, there are so many of them this week, the first thing I want to do is to make sure that they are weekly optionable stocks. Because if it's monthly, it means I have to hold it for five weeks and that would tie up my money. I really don't want to do that. ADM is the first on the list. ADM into the trade grid. And good, it is a weekly optional stock. So let's take a quick look 
at ADM. First thing we're going to do, put into the one year chart and see what she's been doing for the past year. Ooh, I like that. All right, so ADM started out 52 weeks ago today at 52.51. Within a couple of days, actually on the 27th of January, <laughs> which means tomorrow, 52 weeks ago, found its low at 49.13. From there, it's a beautiful escalation up to the high of the year. I'm gonna to get to that in a second. But she, from, from the bottom of the of the uh, the low of the year from the 26th of January last year, it's a nice escalation within one, two, three months. Within three months, she's at 68, which is not bad at all. Okay, but that wasn't the high of the year. She went to 68, and then she a couple weeks later she hit 69. And then you had your profit taking came down, hit that 57 support level. That was back in July, and from there she escalates. To another new high of 72.12. Now, I'm a little uncomfortable with this because she gapped up this morning. Okay, she had, she had a high of the year at 72.08 and she's challenging that high today at 72.12. Uh, wait a minute, she's actually hot. All right, so it is tied for the high. So if she breaks out of that 72.12, that would be a new high of the year. And do I like to buy at the high of the year? No, I do not. So I'm going to pass on ADM and it makes me feel bad. Another reason why, it makes, why I'm going to pass on it is today she gapped up. And usually when she gaps up, she's going to continue to go up or she's going to fill the gap, which is retreating and that doesn't make me happy. Camper. Now for some of those of you who like ADM, let me quickly take a look at seasonality to give you an idea where she might be going. Sideways. So over the last 10 years, this time of year, she's basically goes sideways. Now, does that mean that's where it's going to go tomorrow or the next day? No, it does not mean that at all. It just means, historically speaking, she doesn't do anything extravagant this time of year. All right, back to the market watch. And who's next? STZ, which is Constellation Brands. We're going to look at that in the trade grid first, just to see if it is STZ. Oops, STZ. There you go. It is in a weekly. So let's put that into the one year chart and see what she looks like. Okay, so the one-year chart with STZ, she started out 52 weeks ago today at 221.34. Now, she hits a bottom or close to bottom three times during the year, which gives you a good indication that that is a pretty good support level. And that's right around the 208 area. Okay, hits it like three times, once in March, once in August, the beginning of August, and at the end of August. Now, from the low of the year at the end of August at 207.68, she shoots up to the high of the year at 256.86. Now, you all know that I don't like doing stocks over $250, only because I'm limited on my funds. Some of you may not be, and let's take a look at STZ just to see what you guys can do, if that's what you want to do. 
All right, so seasonality speaking, what does she normally do this time of year? She has a nice little uptrend between now and the middle of February. So it could be a good play with that one in mind. Let's go over to the big chart and see what that says for STZ. All right, another reason why I'm not gonna look at this one is because the 50-day moving average is in a downspin and there are more sellers, there are buyers, and the buyers are retreating. They're not moving in the positive direction, they're retreating. So we're gonna just pass on that one all together. And the next on the list is IBM. Now IBM, I don't even have to put it into the trade grid because I know it is a weekly option, optional stock. Right. She started out at the low of the year last year at 112.97. Stayed in this trading range all the way up until the beginning of March before hitting the high of the year, which was 144.30. And that was the beginning of June. Now, from there, now here's a perfect example of what I told you about gaps, or gap downs or gap ups. Um, on October 20th, she gaps down from, I'll just make this a little bit bigger so you can see it better. Okay, so the 20th, she's sitting at 135.16. Very next day, she opens up at 127.58. Now that was in October 21st, October 20th and the 21st, that big gap down. What happens a couple months later in December? That gap fills to hit a 90-day high at 142.20. Is what it is. Gaps have a tendency to fill. IBM, mm, after that high, you have your, your normal profit taking. It looks like we have a little bit of support over here at 124. And uh, she bounces off that. She's sitting at 135 at the moment. She had a big day yesterday. But volume looks like almost, not quite triple than the average normal volume. But they have the volume was up rather a lot more than it normally is. All right, she's sitting at 135 now. It looks like she's bouncing off of that. Let's see if she can keep going. But take a look at seasonality. Seasonality says, well, this is not good. Not that it's not good for now. Because this bad boy, IBM, has a tendency to keep going up all the way to the end of February. But from February to December, she sinks. So the first part of the year, great. The next three quarters of the year, mm, not so great. But let's go back here and see. Now this is gonna be a 90 day play no matter what. All right, 90 days before she hits her, her, her low, which gives you, ooh, let me think. It puts you into the second quarter, number one. Um, first of all, it gives you all those weeks of possibilities. So let's look at the chart for IBM. The big chart. Big chart? I don't know why I call it the big chart, but it is. Okay, yeah. All right. So as I was saying, the volume is normally 4.9%, roughly. Um, and then yesterday, it got all the way up to, all right, so I was wrong, 19.9%, 19.9 million, sorry. So the average is like 4.9 million, 
And yesterday the volume was at 19.9 million. So it was four times the amount of volume yesterday. Now, <clears throat> right now there are more buyers than there are sellers, but the 50-day moving average is still tilting towards the downside. It hasn't leveled off yet. So um, I personally would like to uh, you know, see it level off or stop moving to the upside. And what does the trade grid look like? The bid is 134.80, the ask is 134.88. Now, if we were gonna do a direct covered call at 134.88, we'd be looking to get at least a dollar 40, wait a minute, dollar 80. Okay, at least, but they're offering 216, and that's not bad. I would, I would preferably go for the 135. See the 135, as I was saying, I'm buying at the money right now at 134.91 and selling the 135. You'd be collecting a buck 60 premium right off the bat. You got the dividend coming up in two weeks. If this thing goes over 135 by Friday, you get to keep the premium and you get to collect the difference between the purchase price, right now 134.87, and the and the strike price at 135, and that's a difference of another 15 cents. Add that on top of the 163, you're looking at 188 per share. That's a hell of a lot better than just buying it to collect the dividend. You'd be in and you'd be out and you'd be making more than your 1% in a couple of days. Love IBM. In that case, let's see what I can do with the spread because I don't have enough to buy 1,000 shares. I mean, 100 shares. Maybe I do. Let's check. do a quick little check. All right. I got 8,000 to play with. Okay, so I'm buying it at, I'm gonna buy 100 shares at the market. Rejected them off by 1,300 bucks. So I can't do it, but I can do a spread. So let's give that, that a try. And she's sitting at 134.57 at the moment. So we do a 133, 134, it's 69 cents, 30, that's about a 30% return. Alright, so this is what's gonna sound like one. Alright, that's about a 40, 40, 45% return. Alright, let me just quickly run down what it is. Um a hundred shares, oh sorry. Ten contracts of IBM. Alright, so we're gonna buy ten vertical IBM 100s, which is the weeklies, 28 January 22, which is this Friday. The 133-134 spread at 69 cents per share. Now the nice thing about that, it's gonna cost me $703. The most I can make off of that is um, 400, which makes me a happy camper. Well, the nice thing about that is we're sitting at 134.58. So if, again, if the stock stays where it is, I make my 40%. If it goes down just a little bit, still make my 40%. And if she goes up, I still make my 40%. So as long as she goes, stays where she is, or ends at 134 or higher come Friday, I make my 40%, which makes me a happy camper. All right.
let's go back. What's next on the list? Siri. We already decided we didn't want to do Siri because it's only playing a penny. Um, so we're going to pass on that one. X on mobile. XOM. I don't even have to look because I know it's a weekly. Let's put it in the XOM. Oh, I like this one. All right. I like <laughs> It's in the one-year chart. I like what the one-year chart looks like. Now, again, every stock that we're looking at is a company that I wouldn't mind buying and holding, okay? Because they have increased their dividends for more than 25 years. And that means whatever crap that we have seen in the last 25 years, all of these companies have continued to increase their dividends during that time frame. Are they going to continue doing it? Nobody knows. But it's a good probability that they're going to. Okay, ExxonMobil started out the year last year at 46.39. By the end of the month, they were at the low of the year at 44.29. Okay, 44.29 was the low of the year. She jumps up within a month and a half to a trading range between 54 and 64 and travels that all the way up until January, mid-January, where she jumps out of that, hits a high of the year today at 76. So that's the high of the year, all right? So from the low of the year to the high of the year, 76 is where it is. And she's at the high of the year, so I don't like doing that. Hey, look at that. I bought my 49 cents. Ooh, you kidding me? Really? 49 cents? That's awesome. Let me quickly re recap that in a second after we're done looking at ExxonMobil. Now, ExxonMobil, I'm probably going to pass on that because it's at the high of the year today. And high of the year doesn't really thrill me. And we're going to pass totally by looking at the seasonality. The seasonality shows ExxonMobil at the high in January, mid-January. That's the high of the year. Seasonally speaking, every year in January is higher than it is in December. Granted, it fluctuates a lot. I'll give you a quick little scenario. Uh, now, historically speaking, they take 10 years of data, one year on top of another, on top of another, on top of another. So, you, And they take out the average movements. They don't go by price, they go by percentage as opposed to the high and the low of the year. It's an interesting little algorithm that they use in some fancy mathematics. But you can tell by percentages of movements how much it moves based on the highs and the lows of the year. Okay, so from the middle of January, that's the high of the year for ExxonMobil, okay? Now, by the time she gets into March, there's a huge drop, okay? Now, that's towards the end of March. That's a huge drop. And then, by middle uh, June, she jumps back up again. Not as high as she was in January, but a nice movement. And then, a couple months later, you're into uh, mid-August, she's at the low of the year. She peaks up again um, towards Thanksgiving area. Uh, so, so there's a lot of movement in ExxonMobil, so we're going to pass on ExxonMobil because she's in a downturn at this moment in time, historically speaking. So that indication is telling me to stay away from that one. Uh, now, I want to briefly go over what just happened. Now, I bought the IBM spread. Now, I bought the 133 and I sold the 134. The most I can make off of that trade 
is $1. I bought it at $133, I sold it at $134. How can you do that? I really don't know how, but I can. Now, I paid $0.49 cents per share. So that means I take the $0.49 cents that I paid and I subtract it from the most I can make, which is a dollar, which means the most amount of profit I'm going to make off of this is 51 cents, okay? So I bought it for 49 cents and I can make 51 cents as long as the stock stays above 134 by tomorrow afternoon, okay? Now, just quickly going back to Visa for a second, Sorry, IBM. I was looking at the wrong stock. IBM. All right. IBM at this moment in time is at 134.65. So this is going to be a little over a 100% trade for two days in the stock. All it has to do is just stay where it is or go up more. The dividend is coming up in two weeks. They've consistently increased their dividend payments for more than 25 years to their, to the, to their uh, shareholders. Now, the one-year chart looked good, the 90-day chart looked good, the seasonality chart looked good, and even the, the cash flow where the buyers are coming in and the sellers are going out, even that looked good. I love 100% trades for two days. All right, as I was saying, the phone rang again. When the phone rings, everything stops. I hate that. But you know what? I'm not going to go back and edit because I have other things I'd rather be doing. All right, we looked at Visa, we bought some Visa, we bought some IBM. Let's get in and see who is next on the list. We've got two days left to go. TJ Maxx is next, TJX. TJX, I'm not 100% sure if that is a monthly or a weekly, so let's put it into the trade grid, TJX. It is a monthly, okay. TJX companies. All right. Anyway, TJX started out the year last year at 65.14. By the beginning of March, found its low at 61.05. This thing's all over the place. This is what you call a channeling stock. It has a low, it has a high, and it stays within that area. The low seems to be 63, 63, 64, somewhere in that area. And the high seems to be 73. So it goes between 63 and 73. You would have hit it like four times, five times last year. All right. The high came, oh, where is it? We got a double high at 77.33. And that was at the beginning of January. It hits it twice up there. A bunch of profit taking, come down to find a new support at 65. She bounces off that shit at 69.78 at this moment in time. Seasonality is looking something like, okay, nice steady incline from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. <gasps> she's in a nice little incline at this moment in time, so she's moving up, that's always good. Let's look at um, the big chart for TJX. Oh, good, now here is an interesting scenario. Okay, this could be a good one. Okay, the interest, interesting scenario basically is um, the 50-day moving average is in a strong upward position. The buyers have turned and started to retreat, and the seller, the sellers have turned and started to wait a minute. The buyers have turned 
The buyers have turned and started to increase where the sellers have turned and started to retreat. Okay, so they're actually switching directions. So they're more, the more buyers are coming on, more sellers are, to, uh, are abandoning ship, so to speak. The bid is 69.78 and the ask is 69.80. It's a two cent spread. Basically, that means <laughs> money to be made. All right, so let's see if I can buy 100 shares of these. Let's go to the market. Um, $3,400. And she got filled at $69.96. So that allows me to sell the 70 for nine. Oh, no way, 90 cents. Cool beans. All right. <clears throat> so I just bought hundred shares for 69 and now I'm going to sell someone the option of buying it for me it's 70 cents I make an extra hundred bucks oh 110 gotta love it just got filled all right so where are we now oh that's some nice profit case so I have 1300 left to spend I got a bunch more to take a look at VLO is next on the list VLO. VLO started out the oh wait a second before I do that, put it to the trade grid to make sure it is a weekly. And it is a weekly. Good. VLO started out the year last year at $58.99. Within a couple of days, found its low at $55.05. Or $55.04. Sorry about that. All right. That's towards the end of January. From there, she's up, she's down, almost like another channeling stock, hitting the high of the year um, just last week at 86.58. She's sitting at 82.30. Looks like she's bouncing off of a 30-day low at 75.10. Let's take a look at seasonality, see what that says. All right, seasonality gives us a sideways market. and Ooh, I don't like that. Because right now she's in a little bit of a downturn, seasonality speaking. Okay, now let's take a quick look at the big chart and see what that says. All right, the big chart shows the 50 day moving average going sideways, just getting ready to level off. Now, the buyers and sellers have changed hands twice within the last two weeks. Okay, where there were more buyers than there were sellers, but last week there were more sellers than there were buyers. So, the buyers are continuing to increase, the sellers are continuing to decrease. And I like to think that the 50-day moving average is getting ready to plateau out. But I really don't like the seasonality chart, to be 100% honest with you. So, as, as nice as the, the changing of buyers and sellers moving, and, and I, I'm going to pass on this one. Only because I'm a little uncomfortable with the seasonality. You know, uh, and if you know if you're going to invest your own money, hey, you make your own decisions. I'm just telling you, with my money the way I do it, if they don't all line up, if all indicators don't line up, there's way too many dividend aristocrats, dividend achievers, dividend kings, companies that will continually increase their payments to me on a monthly or weekly basis. Why would I buy one as much as I love it 
that has one indicator or more than one indicator because I'm not looking at the other ones going against my rules. So I'm going to pass on VLO and I've got, oh, 5, 10, 15 more to look at. Holy cow. You know what? I'm going to end for now. Oh, wait a minute. I want to do Yum Brands. The reason why I want to do Yum Brands, Yum used to be a dividend king. Uh, they stopped their uh, their increased dividend payments um, several years ago, but now they're back to the 25 years again. So I don't know why they did that in the first place. You know what? I'm going to save some for tomorrow. We got... 15 more to look at tomorrow. I'm already over a half hour of, of airtime. And like I said before, I have other things I'd rather be doing. I'm not doing this to make any money. I'm just doing this to share information. Um, this is how I do it. I look for, for good quality companies I don't mind owning for a long period of time, but I would prefer just to grab my um, 1% per week. And as you can see, we are well over our 1% this week Provide, let's go back to the, to all my positions. Um, as long as the spreads that I have don't tank. Okay, so Visa, we did a covered call on. We made our money off that. That took me over the edge. Uh, IBM is a spread. It's in the money, which is a good thing. Um, uh, Visa is in, in, in the money also. That's another good thing. All they have to do is just stay where they are or go up. I really don't care if they stay where they are they don't increase. They can even come down a little bit and I'd still make money. All right, so the four positions we have is IBM, Lowe's, TJX, and uh, V, which is Visa. Now, we did the covered call on Lowe's. We, we made, I forget how much we made on that one. Hold that thought. Let me open this up and I'll view the trade. All right, so we got a hundred. We got one dollar and forty cents per share. All right, I bring up my calculator real quick. Calculator. There we go. All right, now what did I say we made off of IB uh, for lows? All right, one thirty Six hundred. All right, eight hundred and thirty-four as a premium from Lowe's. Now remember, we're looking to get a thousand dollars per month. Now we just brought in eight hundred and thirty-four from Lowe's, um, Visa, well, TJX first. Okay, so TGX we brought in 110, we had that. That brings us to 944, and Visa. All 
we brought in 460. Ooh, I love that one. Plus 460. All right, that brings us to 1.4. Ooh, all right, so we got 1.4 so far for the week. We got $1,400 left to spend. Now, now, although we have 1400 in the kitty, so to speak, we have two positions that could threaten that. One is IBM, the 133-134 spread. Uh, that's a, a hundred, little over 100% return on investment possible. Now, she's in the money now, so we're going to recheck that tomorrow and then Friday. And then, uh, what was the other one? <clears throat> Visa. So we did a spread on Visa, we did a spread on IBM. Okay, so we got 100% uh, possible on uh, IBM and a 40% possible on Visa. So if either one of those don't go right, if Visa doesn't go right, that will take us, that will break us even. If IBM don't go right, that would still break us even. Okay, so if both of them come in, that brings us up over to 2% return. All right, but if both of them don't come in, <laughs> it's gonna gonna be a little on the downside. All right, all that being said, all that being done, this is James from Dividend Stock Talk. It was a great day today. I love the uh, the return so far. We're gonna catch you guys tomorrow and then Friday and see if everything worked out right. And we will catch you guys tomorrow. Have a great day, James from Dividend Stock Talk. Brought to you by the Ten Minute Trader. Catch you guys later. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.